Hello and welcome as you join us on Search for Truth, your 15-minute programme of hymns and Bible study with our Bible teacher Brian Johnston. In this 12-part series, today's talk is number 10. And Brian's been looking into the Bible over the last few weeks to see how we might get to know God better and deepen our relationship with him. If you've been following, then I hope you're finding the studies helpful. This time we look to the cross as our central point and consider how it fits into God's eternal plan of salvation. The programme's called From Eternity to Eternity and without waiting that long, here's Brian. Thank you, John. The Apostle Paul wrote to Christians in Galatia and made a contrast between the time when they did not know God and now that they had come to know God, or rather be known by God. That's Galatians chapter 4, verse 9. Until this point in our studies, we've been focusing on the amazing wonder of what it means for someone to know God. Might it not be true to say there's only one thing greater than that? And what might that be, you may ask? What could be greater than knowing the creator of the universe? That one greater thing is, I suggest, to be known by him. You see, we could never know royalty unless they chose to take notice of us and were to draw us into their circle of friends. Those who are born and raised far off from the palaces of this world have little or no chance of making their way inside that world of privilege. And so it's as if Paul checks himself here when he speaks of the Galatian believers having come to know God, and he qualifies it quickly, adding, or rather have come to be known by God. To the Christians at Rome, he wrote, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we also have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we celebrate in hope of the glory of God, Romans 5, 1 and 2. It's all by God's grace, his sovereign grace from before the world began that we can ever come to know God. Paul wrote to the Corinthian Christians and could say to them, consider your calling, brothers and sisters, that there were not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong. And the insignificant things of the world and the despised God has chosen. The things that are not, so that he may nullify the things that are, so that no human may boast before God. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 26 to 29. Now when a believer on the Lord Jesus, recognises that he or she is unknown by this world, that should register no concern at all. Being known by this world is totally nothing compared to being known by the God who made it. To be known by God, for him to take note of us with approval, has got absolutely nothing to do with us. The names of great men and women of science, heroic military generals, intrepid explorers and eminent statesmen live on long after them in history. 
we learn of their deeds in school. Their names are recorded in the annals of this world. But what does that matter if their names are not written in heaven? This world and everything in it is destined to be passing away. Tragically, some people kill themselves. They literally kill themselves for 15 minutes of fame. But such fame doesn't even matter. The same applies for even the case of world-famous names of antiquity that have, by their inventions or diplomacy or military careers, shaped the course of world history. It still all pales into insignificance compared with one thing, and that one thing is being known by God. This was the great truth that God's Old Testament people, Israel, had to learn, as taught them by Moses when he said, The Lord did not make you his beloved, nor chose you because you were greater in number than any of the peoples, since you were the fewest of all peoples. But because the Lord loved you and kept the oath which he swore to your forefathers, the Lord brought you out by a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of slavery, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Know therefore that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God, Deuteronomy 7 from verse 7. They were called on to get to know the Lord their God. But that was only a possibility because he'd first known and chosen and loved them. And as the prophet Amos was to repeat later, hear this word which the Lord has spoken against you, sons of Israel, against the entire family which he brought up from the land of Egypt. You only have I known among all the families of the earth. Amos chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. There God told Israel, I have known you. That was the basis, he reminded them, of all their blessings. They'd come to know him as their God only because of the fact that he'd chosen first to know them. It's exactly the same for Christian believers. The Apostle Paul again says, this time to believers at Rome. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And these whom he predestined, he also called. And these whom he called, he also justified, and these whom he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? Romans 8, verse 28 to 32. We were chosen by him which is the same thing as being known with approval from eternity, from long before time began. We often hear talk about the four requirements of a satisfying worldview. It must address, we're told, the four questions of origins, morality, meaning and destiny. Now, what could possibly compare as a worldview with what we've just read from verse 30 there? to be known or chosen by God. 
for the purpose of becoming like his son Jesus, with all the glorious destiny that's in view. Let's break it down. There are four great Bible words that answer closely to the four demands of a worldview. And those words are chosen, called, justified and glorified. Let's start with the first of them. It all originates with our being known by God. That's being chosen by him. Then as regards morality, we are called to be saints or holy persons. He chose us that we should be holy. And what can be more meaningful than to know that we've been declared to be righteous in the eyes of our maker and judge? And number four, the destiny in view in all this is the sure hope of glory. Some have referred to this worldview plan as the golden chain. It certainly gives confirmation of our eternal security in Christ. As we've seen, there are four links in this unbreakable chain. Those who are known by or chosen by God are those who are called and are again the same as those who are justified and also the same as those who will be glorified. The same persons are in view at each stage. It's interesting to note that the final one, glorified, is set in the past tense, although it clearly hasn't happened yet. That just goes to show that it's certain to happen, so much so that God treats it as if it's already taken place. Nothing can prevent it from becoming reality. That eloquently underlines the fact that no one can fail to complete. No one can fall away from this four-stage journey. We are secure in Christ from eternity to eternity. Not only is Christ to be glorified in us, but we are glorified in Christ. That's even more remarkable. And it's the ultimate display of our sanctification. We will then be as much like Christ as it's possible for created beings to be. We not only know him, but we are to become increasingly like him until he is glorified in us and we are glorified in him. But it all comes about because we were first chosen, that is because we were first known by God. Everything that happens to us is purposeful if we submit to God's plan. Clearly, it's God's big purpose that we should become like his son, Jesus. That's our destiny. It's to be totally identified with him. All believers in the age to come will be totally like Christ. But God takes great delight in shaping our lives while we're still down here to reflect more and more the character of the one who entered into his own glories by walking the pathway of sufferings. Coming now to the last verse we read, that's verse 32 of Romans 8, it's worth noticing that the all things mentioned there are given to exactly those for whom Christ was delivered up. This refers back to those already described as predestined, called, justified and glorified. Only those who start off as having been given by the Father to the Son will receive all things. Again, we see the Bible proclaiming that Christ was delivered up, not for absolutely everyone, but for all those who were chosen by God. Christ's death was effective for all those for whom it was intended to be effective. 
What comes across here is the God-centered view of our salvation through the gospel, with the Father choosing, the Spirit calling and justifying, and the Son glorifying. This view from eternity to eternity, with the cross central to it, is surely a most wonderful viewpoint from which to truly know God. Thanks, Brian, for reminding us that we are known by God. Did you notice our hymn said that too? Knowing as I am known, how shall I love that word? How oft repeat before the throne, forever with the Lord. Now, may I remind you as usual that there's a transcript book available of the 12 study talks in this series, so why not send for it? Then you'll be able to get more out of the radio talks. It's available online, and either you can get it yourself by downloading a copy from churchesofgod.info forward slash media, or if you're not able to do that and need to request a hard copy book, then just write in and ask for the title A Greater Sense of God. You can use email or the post, and here's our address. Search for Truth, Hayes Press, The Barn, Flaxlands, Royal Wootton Bassett, Swindon, SN4, 8TY, UK. Our email address is sft at churchesofgod.info. I've been delighted to enjoy your company again today. Thank you. Do join us again next week for our next talk about gaining a greater sense of God. It's called A Worthy Distinction. So, till we see you next time, it's goodbye and very best wishes from Bible teacher Brian, our producer David, our singers and me, John. So, see you again soon, and in the meantime, we wish you God's richest blessings.